on this episode of JR the P. Dave Chappelle, the dreamer. Hey, a master work, you know, um, a very good piece of stand-up comedy. Um, not his best, but um, hey, we're talking goat, goat territory. Anything Dave does is certified like time tested and true. It's definitely w- worth a look. The Dreamer. Very good, very entertaining. I got attacked by a balding Rasta. Wagwan, yeah, man. I got attacked by a balding Rastafarian. Rastafari. The TTC bus driver closed the doors on me. So I'm, 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 I'm running for a TTC bus. I hop on the bus. And as I'm on the bus, my feet touch down on the back of the bus. The door is shut on me. Ah, right? And it hit my arm. You know, the door swung closed on me. Green Day. Yes, the punk rockers. They've been in some hot water as of late. Check this out. So they do a New Year's, New Year's Eve show. Dick Clark's New Year's Eve extravaganza. Something like that, right? New, Dick Clark's New Year's Eve show. And um, they go on there and they change some of their lyrics to one of their hit songs, um, American Idiot. You know? Don't want to be American Idiot and not be a part of your redneck agenda. You know, they're up there singing and shit. And um, they changed one of their lyrics to, um, you know, instead of don't want to be a part of your redneck agenda, they changed it to don't want to be a part of your mega agenda, as in make America great again. Drill, baby, drill. Okay. Green Day. Talented emo punk rockers. Talented bubble punk rockers. They're very talented bubble punk rockers. They're fucking famous, but they're geeks. DNGs. Dork nerd geeks. If I ever seen one. So fuck them. Like, what are we even listening to them for? Wagwan. What's happening, folks? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent January 8th in the year of our Lord. 2024. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Well, hey folks, how you doing? If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast, that is, this is a show where I gob, gab, squawk, and blab about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yeah. Um, I talk current events, politics, entertainment, my own trials and tribulations, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilada, folks. You really can't go wrong. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, some clips available on Rumble, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, you got to get that, yeah, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, dash ramcharan.com. And again, Jonathan, dash ramcharan. And if you're enjoying the show, folks, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. 
Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. Okay. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're back at it. Kick at the cat. 2024. All the best to you and yours. Um, I got assaulted several times, unfortunately. But it's still a beautiful New Year. Crisp, new, fallen snow, you know. But still, it's been a little heavy on me. Though I haven't really, um, I don't know, complained too much about it or sweat it. Didn't sweat it too much. Check this out. I got attacked by a balding rasta. Wagwan, yeah, man. I got attacked by a balding Rastafarian. Rastafari. So peep this. I'm walking into Dollarama, minding my own business. And ahead of me is this black dude. You know, he's got, you know, some middle-aged black guy. He's like, I don't know. It looked like he was like, you know, 55 years old in that age range, mid to early 50s. He's got like broom stick handles and all this like, you know, like paint rollers. He's got all this shit jumbled in his arms, right? He looked like some kind of a tradesman. So he's ahead of me, you know, just a scampering into Dollarama. So I figure, you know, let the man go. He's ahead of me. He pushes the automatic disabled, you know, the like the disabled, uh, the disabled button. He pushed the disabled button. He pushes the button to like go into, um, you know, to open the door. And he's standing there, right? And I'm behind him. And he looks at me, right? And I look at him. And he's like, after you. And I'm like, oh, no, man, you go. He's, he's standing in the doorway. He opened the door. He should go. He goes, no, I insist. And I'm like, but you're already there. Like, he's standing in the doorway. He's literally in the doorway. He goes, what, man, when, when someone tells you to go, you go. And I'm like, what the hell? One minute you're fucking, you know, he sounds like me one minute, you know. Hello, hi, how are you? Jonathan Ramtran of Jonathan Ramtran the Podcast, born and raised in Canada. Like, he sounded like me, originally. But then he got a little pissed off, right? And then he's like, man, when someone tells you to go, man, you be going, man. Someone tells you to go. And he's like, this patois just comes out of him, right? I'm like, what the? I was like, what the? Bumbaclat, right? And I'm looking at him. I'm like, well, you're, you're the one holding all the shit in your hands. You're the one standing in the doorway. Like, you're in the doorway. You might as well go, like didn't make any sense like what am i supposed to do like push past him push past him through the doorway to enter first he was already in the doorway i'm like so i'm just like looking at him right and he's like when someone tells you to go man you go man i got, got me standing around here all day long standing around here all day long and then he goes fuck you fuck you you boomba clat raz clat you pussy clat pussy boy me me he said that to me, Jonathan, Jonathan Ramtran of Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. He said that to me. He called me a bumbaclut. He called me a pussy clot. He called me a pussy boy. To my chagrin, me. And the whole time I was just clenching my fist and like considering. I'm like, okay, straight right to the face, you know, elbow, spinning elbow, knee. You know, ground and pound. You know, I ain't no tough guy, but, uh, you know, I can do a few things. The whole time, I'm like, this guy's getting a little 
you know, fizzed up, making a big deal about nothing, right? So I'm just like looking at him, right? And, you know, he insulted me in public, called me a bumbaclut, a pussyclut, a rasclut, the whole, the whole schmear, right? The whole wackadoo just called me, right? So I'm just, I'm looking at him, right? And I wasn't really all that pissed off or anything, but I was just like looking at him and I go, um, I had to say something. I had, you know, I had to say something. Couldn't just stand there and say nothing, right? Like I'm standing up for myself in this year. 2024, folks, no more getting walked over by motherfuckers, you know? You can't be getting slapped around and bossed around by people, right? So I was just looking at him, right? And then I go, I go, um, you got a very strange attitude, sir. And he like that. I go, you got a very strange attitude, sir. That shut him right up, you know what I mean? It was such a perfect comeback. You got a very strange attitude, sir. Because, <laughs> like, I wasn't mad or nothing. I was just stating facts. You know? He's got a strange attitude. And um, I let him know, basically, you know, he, he called me a pussy clot, a bumba clot, a pussy boy, and all this. And I was just, you know? And I did my calculations, folks. Again, this is 2024. There's a lot of angry, weirdo, mental patients out there. You know, I did my calculations. I looked at him. I said, hmm, middle-aged, angry, black guy. Seems like he has some sort of uh, attitude problem. This is a minor threat. This is a almost a non-existent threat. This is just some idiot spouting off at me. So I might as well give him back a little bit of the medicine. Not in a arrogant, hateful way, but just in a matter-of-fact way. I didn't even insult the guy. I didn't... You know, I didn't call him a pussy. You know, he called me a pussy clot. He called me a bumba clot. He called me a Ross clot. I didn't appreciate it. And I could have, like, launched back with some venom, but I was just like, you got a very strange attitude, sir. And I left it at that because I did the calculations. I just, I wanted to get my point across. And, you know, like, for example, if it were a, you know, a black dude my own age and my own you know, some guy in his 30s kind of upset, talking shit at me. Maybe I wouldn't have said anything. Even though I didn't really insult the man, I just kind of spoke up for myself. Maybe I would just let it go. Because it's like, hey, who knows? Maybe he's some street guy with a knife or whatever the hell. But I saw, I saw that I was safe in the situation. Bottom line, I saw that I was safe, so I spoke up. And you got to assess that. In this day and age when you're dealing with people and their craziness, you got to assess your safety level. So you need to stand up for yourself, but you also need to be safe. Hallelujah. Second incident. I'm climbing onto a TTC. The TTC bus driver closed the doors on me. So I'm, 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 I'm running for a TTC bus. I hop on the bus, and as I'm on the bus, my feet touch down on the back of the bus. The door is shut on me. Ah, right? And it hit my arm. You know, the door swung closed on me. So that means, that means the bus driver either A, was not paying attention, or B, did it on purpose. Now I admit, there might be a 90% chance that it was a fluke accident. But generally speaking, man, come on. I'm 
I'm literally on the bus. I'm through the doorway. I'm through the threshold of the doorway. So I'm on the bus. Then the doors fly close and hit me. So they weren't paying attention or they did it on purpose. One of the two. I was like, ah, right? Ah, like it hurt. Really hurt, right? I'm like, it it fucking hurt. You know what I mean? Like it it, kind of hit the door like hit my hand, right? And it hurt. And I sat down and I was just, you know, I was holding my hand, right? And I was like, motherfucker, it hurt, right? And I was like, I just let it go. And then some, an inner knowing in me was like, no, don't let it go. That hurt. And they either were negligent or um, malicious on purpose. It was one of the two. They either did it on purpose or they were just, you know, incompetent. So when it was time for me to get off the bus, ding, I walked to the front of the bus to, you know, uh, I had to speak up. I wasn't angry, but I had to speak up to let them know, number one, what they did. And number two, just, uh, hey, you know, like, you shouldn't be so impatient and crazy because, you know, you, you can hurt someone just for future reference. So they're not, you know, just to let them know, hey, we are the paying public to get on the TTC. I mean, we all have our issues in life, but I mean, come on, you don't have to be slamming doors on us. So I go to the front of the bus and I wasn't. I wasn't really, I was expecting a dude. It was a woman. A woman TTC driver. And she's like sitting there, right? And I'm like, I look at her and I go, you closed the door on me, you know. She goes, no, I didn't. I go, oh, you closed the door on me. And I knew I was right because I saw the look on her face. I saw like her body language. It was like, she was like resigned because she knew she, she knew she was lying. She goes, oh, no, I didn't. I'm like, you closed the door on me. She goes, because she knew she was lying. She had a look of resignation on her face because she was lying. She didn't look scared. She didn't look angry. She didn't look like she had a fight. She was ready. She didn't look like she was ready to fight for her, for her truth or whatever. Like she looked resigned. She knew she was wrong. And all I said to her, no anger, no fuss, no muss. I just said, you closed the door on me. You should really watch out because it could happen to anybody. It's nothing personal. And that hurt. You should really watch out because it hurt. It's nothing personal. It could happen to anybody. And you should really watch out. Pay attention. And I got off the bus. And that, again, why that was perfect was, one, I assessed the situation. I mean, I felt safe. You never know in this day and age. You you talk off on somebody and then, boom, a big situation can happen. So the safety level was there. I stood up for myself and um, didn't turn it into a bigger thing. Didn't go personal. Didn't call her a stupid bitch. Watch what the fuck. You should do this. You should do that. Like, I didn't start giving demands. I just simply stated facts. You closed the door on me. You should watch out because it hurt and it could happen to anybody. You know, you you could do that to anybody. Like, come on, watch it. So, hey, you know, that's how my new year started. (laughs) Rasklot, bombaklot. We got fucking Rastas threatening me, the Dollarama, and then bus drivers closing doors on me. But that's life, you know what I mean? Um, Dave 
Chappelle, The Dreamer. Netflix special dropped on December 31st, I believe. Dave Chappelle, The Dreamer. Hey, a master work, you know, um, a very good piece of stand-up comedy. Um, not his best, but um, hey, we're talking goat, goat territory. Anything Dave does is certified like time tested and true it's definitely w worth a look the dreamer very good very entertaining um you know he's just at that level now where it's like anything he does if you're into comedy you should check it out for sure the dreamer um couple things first of all he had like what i know of dave you know as a fan whenever you watch his specials it's always like so well done you know what i mean the staging of it the filming of it his wardrobe he's always looking sharp he's always got the cool jacket the cool watch the cool kicks you know you know the the stage presence the swagger the you know the filming the color schemes the the venue it's always like five stars right with the dreamer he ambles out onto stage, and he's wearing this outfit. I'm looking at it. I'm like, the fuck is this? It's like this long coat. Long, strange-looking coat. Kind of frumpy-dumpy looking, to be honest. I was like, what's with this fucking get-up? Because he's always looking immaculate, right? And everything else, right? I was like, what's with this fucking coat? I'm looking at it, and then it's like, oh. Like, it wasn't until the special was over that I fucking got it. I'm like, oh, like he's a Muslim, right? He's a Muslim, so... You know how Muslim men, they wear um, part of their attire or their spiritual attire or when they dress up for mosque or whatever. Or, yeah, they wear um, the robe, the long-flowing robe, a loose-fitting robe. Um, apparently, it, it symbolizes, um, you know, the covering of the body, a humility towards God or... I don't know too much about the Muslim faith, but something along those lines. It's a covering of the body and a humility towards God. And um, so, yeah, I think that's what it was. Because I wasn't really quite sure where he was going with this this outfit he had on. It was kind of weird looking at first. But then when you get it, oh, he's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. And it's like, oh, okay, that's just a part of his outfit, you know, part of his faith. So, okay, cool. I mean, it still looked good. You know, like it was a very, you know, it had the whole Chappelle branding and the Chappelle kicks. He had a pair of like, I think like Air Force One Chappelle collection sneakers on. Really um, cool stuff, right? But it, it kind of spun me for a loop at first. Where I was like, what's with this fucking, it looked like a long trench coat or something. Like half trench coat, half, I don't know what, half trench coat, half, um, uh, shacket, what do they call them? Like shackets, I think. Like a shirt jacket, a shacket. It was like half trench coat, half shacket. So it was a shirt slash jacket, shacket, or whatever. It was weird looking. But then when you realize, oh, he's like a Muslim, Muslim, you're like, okay, makes sense. Right? Then, um, you know, he goes into the whole, um, he kind of starts off with a trans joke. Hey, He's been hitting them trans jokes for a few specials now, and it was cool. 
he did his thing. Good for him. Um, it wasn't like a focal point of the special. It just, you know, did a few trans jokes. No fuss, no muss. Um, and, then, and he introduced a new victim into the equation, the handicaps. He's making fun of handicapped people in chairs. And he had a funny bit about like some handicapped dude spying on people uh, at like an orgy. Rolling around, snitching on everybody, I think was one of the lines. So that was pretty funny. He's making fun of handicapped people. And hey, that's what a comic does. That's what comedy's about. It's about um, it's laughing at the absurdity of life and, you know, observing um, the observable. You know, that's the job of a comic, to observe the observable. If it's there to be observed, you know, observe, right? Um, then he goes into, this is what I mean by, um, how it was a masterwork, um, not as greatest, but still like a flex, like goat. I mean, it's like Dave Chappelle. Anything Dave does is like, you know, great. And, um, well, he's just so established that anything he does is bound to be um entertaining and you know he did a couple flexes i i i I perceive it as a flex because you know i'm a comedian myself as well and it's something that i particularly wouldn't do because i'm you know i still have a lot i'm still up and coming i still got a lot to prove so i couldn't see myself indulging in a, a bit like he did a bit about the submersible you know the the ill-fated a uh, submarine that went looking for the Titanic and um, perished, unfortunately. It's very tragic. Kind of stupid on their part. You have to call a spade a spade, you know what I mean? But, you know, tragic nonetheless. Dave did a bit, and he even prefaced the joke by saying, Hey, this is one of my jokes. People call me a lazy comedian, and sometimes I do a joke, and, you know, good enough. Well, this joke here, you know, it's one of them jokes that I find funny. A lot of people don't find funny. Let me do it. He goes into it. Wasn't a very funny joke at all. Borderline stupid, really. But it's Dave Chappelle, and he's a goat. So, like, to see him work it out and do it, it was funny. The audience loved it, and it was like a flex. That's what I'm talking about. Like, the goat was flexing. You know, that's a part of being a goat. If the goat's going to flex on you and put his fucking weight on you, then hey, yo, like, it's an, it's an experience. So he goes into this submersible joke. It was a stupid joke, but, I mean, seeing Dave do it, it's the goat. He was flexing, right? That comes with the title. He's the goat. So, you know, the audience liked it, and as an audience, and as a viewer at home, I was watching it, and, you know, it was, it was funny, and... Kind of silly, kind of stupid. Then he transitioned into some... Then he segued into his next joke. And uh, it was just very interesting because, like, for example, like like I said, as a comedian myself, I can't really flex like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's do or die. Every fucking joke I could get off. Better work, hopefully, for God's sakes. Laugh at me. Love me. Like, whatever I can, please. You know? But, you know, a guy like Dave, he can take that time and play with the audience and be a little indulgent if he wants to fuck it you know like let let them see what he sees funny you know what i mean like 
you know, he had a little character and a little voice and a little punchline to the joke that he found funny. And he goes into it and he says it. And it's kind of interesting, you know, you, he saw it as funny and he said it never worked on stage, but he was going to do it anyway. And, um, you know, I guess as a comedian, I totally get that, too. I mean, you could say anything. You can my entire catalog. No one finds funny, but I still find funny and you still want to do it. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see the goat flex like that. You know what I mean? Why the fuck not? Fuck it. Let these bums pay for it. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, yeah. Then he goes into like the whole like um, Chris Rock and uh, the total tackle. His whole tackle debacle that he had from last year, um, 2023. You know, Keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. You know, Chris Rock getting slapped. And then he goes into how Dave himself, he got tackled by like some transgender guy or whatever, or some bisexual dude or whatever. One of them LGBTQ plus weirdos. He got like accosted on stage by one of them mental patients. Guy ran, ran up on him, tried to tackle him. Dave kind of sidestepped him and pushed him back. And then there was a scramble. Then the security guard comes out, and then fucking, you know, Jamie Foxx is kicking the guy in the head, and fucking John Stewart jumped in, and, you know, P. Diddy apparently was <laughs> was uh, in the vicinity to lend his assistance. So, you know, it was a whole melee. Dave goes into that, and it was very interesting. And what I'm very much enjoying about Dave's content at this time is, like I said, he's the GOAT. He's proven so much in his career. Chappelle show, stand-up comedy specials. Um, he's just a very interesting guy to listen to in terms of perspective. So that's what The Dreamer was very much about. There was a lot of storytelling and perspective and kind of phil philosoph philosophizing in a sense. You know what I mean? I really enjoyed it. It was kind of a, you know, didn't quite have the urgency of a typical comedy special where it's like joke, 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 joke. It's more like, you know, kind of storytelling, philosophical, punchlines, jokes, bits. It was just kind of all, it was kind of like nicely distributed. Then to close it out, uh, Dave goes into this like long form uh, story, you know, and um, it's about like the ego and the power of belief and the power of dreaming. And he makes one very interesting quote. Um, he says um, in the story, he's going on about the power of belief in oneself and, you know, the ego and imposing your dream and imposing your will on others so to speak. And he makes a very interesting quip. It's a little bit of a quip, a punchline, um, a little, you know, piece of dialogue in the story. Um, he says, you see, it's a funny thing if you believe you're absolutely right. You can get drunk off the feeling of how right you are. That's why gay people are so mean. <laughs> it's a very funny point, isn't it? You see, it's a funny thing if you believe you're absolutely right. You can get drunk off the feeling of how right you are. That's why gay people are so mean. 
And it's true. You know, you see a lot of these LGBTQ plus gay people up on a high horse in the belief that they're right. Yeah. We're right. We're right to be the way we are. We're right to impose our gay agenda on you. We're right to try to teach children about homosexuality in school. And we're right to impose our will everywhere and, you know, bring the gay agenda into corporations and education and out into the public as if it's something to just be talked about. We're absolutely right. Or anybody. Anybody, right? When they got that feeling of um, being right and they get drunk off that power that I'm going to say what I want. You know, like let's say you're, um, you know, anti-gay and you think you're right to be anti-gay and you want to bring it up everywhere you go and in the workplace and da-da-da-da-da. You know, it's, it's just as wrong, right? So it's very interesting. So, yeah, I found that worth talking about. So, all in all, Dave Chappelle, the dreamer, uh, I'll give it 9.5 out of 10. 10 out of 10, whatever. It's like we're talking about the goat here. So, pretty much anything Dave does, if you're a fan of his... I mean, unless he really shits the bed, which, I mean, doesn't seem likely. Um, but, you know, it's another entertaining special by the GOAT, Dave Chappelle, The Dreamer. Check it out on Netflix. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, and to wrap it up here, Green Day. You know? On holiday, boo boo doo doo. Green Day. Yes, the punk rockers. They've been in some hot water as of late. Check this out. So they do a New Year's New Year's Eve show. Dick Clark's New Year's Eve extravaganza. Something like that, right? New Dick Clark's New Year's Eve show. And um, they go on there and they change some of their lyrics to one of their hit songs, um, American Idiot. You know, don't want to be American Idiot and not be a part of your redneck agenda. You know, they're up there singing and shit. And um, they changed one of their lyrics to, um, you know, instead of don't want to be a part of your redneck agenda, they changed it to don't want to be a part of your mega agenda as in make america great again drill baby drill okay fake news lying i used to call her crooked hillary now she's beautiful hillary she's beautiful i'm taking that name away she used to be crooked hillary now she's beautiful hillary all right we're gonna give it to crooked joe crooked joe and his crooked joe biden family he's crooked incompetent he can't even find his way off the stage. You know? Mega. They're going after mega. Make American great again. Like, I mean, come on. Right? But anyways, here, let me read you an article. This is an article from the Huff Post. This is an article from HuffPost.com. Green Day changes key lyric to slam Trump 
during New Year's Eve TV broadcast. <gasps> the band tweaked a line in America, American Idiot during Dick Cavett, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve on ABC. Green Day tweaked one of the band's best-known songs to lash out at former President Donald Trump and his supporters during a televised New Year's Eve performance Sunday night. I'm not a part of the mega agenda. Singer Billy Joe Armstrong belted out during American Idiot on ABC's broadcast of Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. The line changed to reference Trump's Make America Great Again slogan. Is usually, I'm part of a redneck agenda. The group has made the swap before, including during the iHeartRadio Music Festival in Las Vegas in 2019. And blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. I mean, you get the point. They're on Dick Clark's show. Dick Clark's uh, New Year's Eve. Dick Clark's New Year's Eve show. And it's Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. And instead of saying, um... I'm not a part of your redneck agenda. They go, I'm not a part of your mega agenda. Make America great again. And they go on to say shit like, um, fuck Trump. I fucking hate Donald Trump so much. I used to scream I hated George Bush. This is one of the little different, this one is a little different. This one is bad. It's like acid gone wrong. And they're bitching and whining and bellyaching about Donald Trump. Green Day. Now, first of all, I mean, call a spade a spade. Green Day, they may be talented, very talented punk band. They're famous. Yes, they're talented. Yes, they're famous. But come on, folks. I mean, those guys are DNGs, dork nerd geeks. Those guys are fucking geeks, all right? Dork nerd geeks, 100%. Green Day, dork nerd geeks. I mean, what kind of a punk, what kind of a punk rocker Hates a guy like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's about like what? Low government involvement? Freedom of speech? Individuality? Strengthen the working person? Go out and do your thing? God, family, and country? Leave me the fuck alone? Like, you don't get any more punk rock than that. You know, fuck off, get out of my life, and I love God and my family. I mean, that's punk rock, is it not? Fuck off. Like, isn't punk rock all about fuck off? Get off me, get off my back, get out of my face, get out of my wallet, get out of my life, fuck off. Isn't that what punk rock is supposed to be about? No. We need to save the climate. No. We need to, um, you know, make programs that siphon money from taxpayers that go to just, you know, overspending of government on their fucking siphoning little endeavors, you know? They go on their fucking $50 lunch breaks. They go on, you know, they're stealing money left, right, and center from the taxpayer. Corrupt fake news. Fake news. I don't have to tell you. I mean, come on. It's a fucking joke. Isn't punk rock supposed to be about fuck off? I'm telling you right now, boy, Green Day, those guys, 
They may be talented. They may be famous, talented, famous, but they're geeks, dork nerd geeks, DNGs. If I ever seen one, they are DNGs, geeks. I'm telling you right now, man, if fucking Billy Joe Armstrong or Billy Bob Armstrong or whatever the fuck, if he was on my podcast, Jonathan Ventran, the podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other, um, wherever you get your podcasts, if that Billy Bob Armstrong came on here and started talking that shit, do you want to be a part of your redneck agenda, your mega agenda, dissing Trump on my fucking podcast, I'm like, Billy Bob, get your fucking guitar, get your fucking lipstick, get your eyeshadow, get your fucking nail polish, and get out, buddy, get out, 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 and stay out. I'd throw his ass out here. I'd throw him on his ear as quick as you say, Bob's your uncle. All right? Get the fuck out, Billy Bob. Billy Joe, get your fucking lip chap. Get your fucking lipstick and your fucking nail polish. Get out, buddy. Out, 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 and stay out. Throw his ass out on his ear. I don't care how... Oh, yeah, okay, so yeah, he's talented. He's a talented punk rock... Well, punk, whatever. Fuck it. At this point, he's pop punk. Or he's a... Emo, he's a talented emo punk rocker, talented emo punk rocker, famous, but he's a geek. All right, those guys are dorks. All right, Green Day, you're fucking dorks, and you know it. All right, I ain't saying nothing new. And you know, it pains me to say it. You know, um, you know, I'm a bass player myself. You know, as you can see, bass player that Mike Durnt, I think that's how you say his name, Durnt. I mean, he's a pretty good bass player, Mike Durnt. Trey Cool, I mean, he's a bit of a I'm kind of a weirdo, but like, you know, he's a cool enough drummer. And even even Billy Bob, even Billy Joe. I mean, you know, he's a little, well, he is a little, you know what I mean? Come on. But like, they're talented. But I mean, hey, this is 2024. We can't fuck around anymore, man. Like, the world's going to hell. And if you don't see that a guy like Trump is a very decent for the people person, a decent for the people person, I really don't know what you're looking at. I really don't. So let me reiterate. Green Day. Talented emo punk rockers. Talented bubble punk rockers. They're very talented bubble punk rockers. They're fucking famous, but they're geeks. DNGs. Dork nerd geeks. If I ever seen one. So fuck them. Like, what are we even listening to them for? Yes. And if they're so punk rock, how come they don't how come they didn't change their major song? You know, Time of Your Life. If they were really punk, they would have changed the lyrics to that song. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the pussy, directs you where to go. Like that's an obvious punk rock um lyric change. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the pussy, directs you where to go. I gotta put Tic Tacs in my mouth. I just start kissing them. They're just so beautiful. I'm, atta- I'm attracted to beautiful. I'm attracted to beautiful. I just gotta put Tic Tacs in my mouth. I just start kissing them. I just start kissing them. I went after her like a bitch. I tried to fuck her. I admit it. Couldn't make it. I went after her like a bitch. She said she wanted to go furniture shopping. I said, I'll take you furniture shopping. You can do anything you want to them, you know? Grabbed by the pussy. Another turning point, fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the pussy, directs you where do you go? Like, that would have obviously been the big punk rock thing to do. Come on. Am I 
Do I have to rewrite your bubble punk lyrics for you, Billy Joe? And again, let me say, Donald Trump is the man. And about that whole locker room, first of all, it was locker room talk, all right? Ladies, I mean, he's handled it like a gentleman. He's grown up a lot since then. He had nothing to prove to begin with. It was locker room talk. I mean, come on. Did they ever think about what what trying to crucify that man about that stupid bullshit will do to people like me? Like, I would love to meet Donald Trump one day, and I would love to hear his, like, locker room talk. Now, I'll probably never get a chance to sit down with him and hear some locker room talk. But, yeah, so, Don, tell me what it was like. I mean, come on. Famous guy like you, you must have had a lot of women just throwing themselves at you because, I mean, women can lie and say whatever the hell they want, but they know at the end of the day they're just as pathetic as men and they'll do anything to get ahead in this world. I mean, come on, tell me. Tell me. What 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 happened? You must have had some crazy bitches after you at some point. Like, I would love to sit down and hear some Donald Room, Donald Trump locker room talk. That's out the window now because these crybabies can't take a fucking joke. And that fucking Billy Bush pussy, he got everything he deserved. If, 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 if they had come to me, I mean, I mean, I guess this is pre-fake news era. Like Donald Trump brought up the whole fake news thing and threw it in the face of the media. And everyone's scared to get canceled. So I guess this is pre-cancellation, pre-fake news era. But if they had come to me and said, you were laughing at Donald Trump because he said some fucking crass locker room talk what do you have to say for yourself all he, all billy bush had to say was like yeah you know donald trump he was joking around it was funny um he was a guest on our show i was being polite um i don't know it was funny he was obviously joking he laughed i laughed a lot of people laughed and it was really no big deal um yeah i mean he was just joking around it was funny so i laughed it was offensive. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, it was funny, so I laughed. What is your daughter going to say? Your daughter. I'd be like, look, honey, it ain't no secret that your daddy loves pussy. How the hell do you think you got invented? Apparently, Billy Bush's daughter went crying to him. Dad, is it true? <laughs> you laughed about grabbing them by the pussy? It's like, fuck. Come on, honey, you know that your daddy loves pussy. I mean, for God's sakes, how do you think you got invented? I would have just said that. It's locker room talk. I mean, God, come on. So now there's a whole generation of people who are scared to do locker room talk. It's not fair. Anyway, Green Day are a bunch of dork nerd geeks, DNGs. Well, that about does it for another episode of Ganathan Rancher and the Podcast. Certainly enjoyed speaking with y'all this good day. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah.